1: All right, so if she joins us then she'll she'll join us in and then we'll uh we'll just greet her and um you know, give, uh, like, I'll, I'll, I'll give her like an introduction. All right. Okay. For, um, for people who normally see Suhey with me, my sidekick, my ace, Boon Kun. she's not here today. Um, she has something personal to take care of, but she will she'll be with us, um, uh, moving forward. So, um, Today's a special edition of the Discipline Therapy Podcast. We are going to talk about the most recent book, the seventh book, There's Still Unfinished Business. All right. I mean, people may see this like the opposite of way. They might not see it (laughs) the right way. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, Just a couple of disclaimers. Um, Spoiler alert. I just want to let everybody know out there, do not watch this episode if you haven't read this book yet um there will be some spoilers in there we don't want to spoil it for you guys um so i'll reiterate make sure you read the book first um you know prior to getting into this episode um so i also want to mention that these characters have no bearing on um reality or um current events times places Uh, All these characters are fictitious, Um, even the dominant character. I know in like previous interviews, I've stated um, he's he's mirrored as myself, but he's not completely mirrored as myself. So I just want to state that. Um, And um, so far, the special guest, Miss Andrea Johnson, CEO. Oh, here we go. Hold up. (laughs) Hold up. Hold up. Oh, here we go. Hello, can you hear me, Miss Moka Marie? Oh, I can hear you now. Hi, good. How you you guys doing? Okay, so um, so I I already stated the disclaimer. I mentioned that if anyone um, like as far as the audience, if they haven't read the book, um, go read the book because there will be some spoilers, um. As I mentioned to the audience and Andrea, uh I usually have a sidekick, you know, so hey, she's taking care of some personal stuff, so she's not with us today, so I'm gonna be solo um also like I wanted to emphasize that the characters are um they have like no bearing on like reality and the current events, so um, I just wanna introduce. First, uh, Ms. Andrea Johnson, CEO and founder of AJB Publishing. She's a marketing expert. Um, she's also published uh, 12 books on her way to publishing her 13th, correct?
2: Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right.
1: And um, I also want to uh, shout out Ms. Mocha Marie, who is a model on the cover. She's right there. Thank you. Yeah. Seventh book. She's a model. She's a, a actress. She's a radio personality. She's a trailblazer. You know what I mean? She has many different hats. Both of these women wear many different hats. <laughs> but I mean, so um, yeah, I'm really pleased and um, and happy that you guys are here today. Um. So I before we start and we get into this episode, I want to talk about um, how has COVID been for you two? Uh, Starting with Andre, like, has it been the worst year or has it been the best year of your life? What have you learned from COVID?
0: Well, I wouldn't say it's been the worst year of my life, but um, it's definitely been very challenging. Um, I think this whole situation with the quarantine, um, this was a true wake-up call for everyone. But it's been very challenging. But like any obstacle that I've been through, I kind of just worked through it, you know, taking one day at a time. And I strongly believe that this, too,
2: shall pass.
1: Okay, yeah. So I think we kind of lost Mocha for a minute. No, wait. Oh, yeah, here. you here?
3: Um, I
1: had
3: to log off
1: my phone and I was trying to do eight things at one time. Cool, cool. So, um, what has, um, how has COVID treated you? Like how has this year been the worst year of your life or has it been the greatest year of your life? Has it been mediocre? Like what have you learned from COVID-19?
3: It's actually been, um, bittersweet for me. Um, I've had worse years in my life. Um, so, with this COVID stuff going on, it just made me more aware of not taking things for granted, not taking life for granted, just to be able to breathe for granted and people for granted as well. But um, I actually um, kind of, for me personally, I don't know if I should use this word, um, it was a capitalization for me. Some people capitalize off of COVID. Mm-hmm. And it worked good for them, and I was one of those individuals. So I'm very blessed in that, in that Thank
2: way. You. Thank so yeah,
1: I feel the same way. I think like yeah. this has been the best year of my life. If yeah. if if COVID never happened, mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't be podcasting yet.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, oh, what I mean? because I had, I get you. Yeah, yeah. I had a desire yeah. to podcast. It was always in the plan but not this sudden. You know what I mean? Like it was going to come down in the future. But that's one of the right. things that COVID did. I think for me it 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 slowed a lot of things down and allowed me to catch up. Mm-hmm. Allowed me to learn a lot of different things. Also what I learned from COVID is not really what I learned cuz I've I've always been doing this. I um to be self-sufficient. Because like mm-hmm. Ever since like two thousand and fifteen i was um I, I built a home gym from scratch, so I didn't have to worry about the gyms being closed ever yeah. since um, two thousand and seventeen I've been doing my own hair <laughs> I've been doing my own hair
2: okay. so, um,
1: <laughs> you know what i mean like i'm it's just to me I just got tired of just waiting at the barbershop like I would set up an appointment and then I'm still waiting. So that kind of like annoyed me, so i've like I've learned to be more self sufficient but it's like we we really take for granted the little things, you know what I mean some of us, not all of us, but some of us take for granted the little things and um this 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 year has kind of put everything into perspective, you know what I mean that's what I feel, so um, we're gonna get into it. I'm your host, ladies and gentlemen, EL Discipline, the most unheralded, the disruptor of the status quo, uh, breaking barriers and glass screens with an iron fist. This is your discipline therapy where everything is completely free. See, if you subscribe, it's free. There's no judgment. It's judgment-free. It's sucker-free. It's sensor-free. It's sensitive-free and plenty of liberty. God and the ancient ancestors are great, and that means everything else is straight. So you at home, go grab your wine, but make sure the kids are in bed. You see, this is that soul food conversation. Prepare your mind to be fed. Light one up, inhale life, and exhale strife. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, you are tuned in to a special edition of the Discipline Therapy Podcast. There's still unfinished business. We are all here. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, um we're going to get into the book. We're going to get into the book. Um I'm going to ask like, one at a time what is like your favorite what was your favorite scene? Did you have any favorite characters, like any characters that you you um connect with connected with or what sort? Andre, you could go first. Well,
2: my favorite character Is Estrella.
0: I'd have to say, um, I saw some changes with her in this book um, because I also read Stuff Between and Strong Bonds. So I saw some changes with Estrella. Um, She has that beautiful spirit, Mm -hmm. but you saw strength more so in this book. Mm -hmm. Um, You also saw her step out a little bit of her comfort zone, Mm -hmm. you know, where you didn't see too much of her. In the prior books, but this time she kind of stepped out. She even, you know, got a little gangster That's a sick. couple of times. So I, I really, enjoyed. I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed seeing that, you know, expound on that character.
2: So, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. What about you, Mocha? Did you have a Because you, yeah. you read the prequel the other, to this one. You read Strong yeah. Ball. Have a break yet.
3: Yeah. yeah. So um, I think I'm going to still ride with Sophia. Okay. A little, but I do like Estrella as well because she got a little more aggressive. Yeah, like, what, you
1: know, why, why do you like Sophia? Why she? I don't, Sophia
3: is um Sophia to me. Even starting with the other book, the book prior
2: to this one, she was loyal. She seemed to give off some loyal tendencies. She's loyal to a
3: fault, and. Right. Right. And with that being said, you don't find people nowadays that are loyal to anything.
1: Yeah.
3: So just to have this in a dialogue and this type of um, setting inside of the book, I thought it was really dope. So and I and I'm loyal. So I kind of like resonate with that character. With yeah. I could, yeah, I definitely do. And it's interesting. Um but I'll wait for you to ask me some
1: more questions. Someone else going will say something else but I'll wait. <laughs> yeah, that's um Sophia's actually my favorite character as well. Uh, and the, the yes. irony, the irony with that is because of the, the type of man I am, the uh-huh. lifestyle I live, you know what I mean, which which a lot of the fans know and you two um ladies know as well. Um I'm dominant, dominant. You know what I mean? So like the way Sophia is, she's she's combative she's presumptuous. She's overzealous. She's a smart mouth. You know what I mean? A lot of the things that I would not tolerate, (laughs) you know what I mean? Unless she's trying to transition, you know what I mean? And be more submissive. But a lot of the, the way she is, the way I've created her is completely what I would not, like my ideal woman would not be you know what i mean but because of those major components the fact that she's loyal she has these morals it kind of compensates for that you know what i mean because i kind of feel like those behaviors could be they could be eradicated you know what i mean like you could you she could learn you know what you know what i'm saying so like that's what i feel with that when it's like the biggest that's the biggest component those two components, like loyalty, the trust, the fact that she's over, overly protective, protective, um, yeah, you know, family members or whatnot. So that's always attractive to me. Yeah. So, um, going to like the start of the the um the like the script because because what I created what, what fans don't know is this is a screenplay um script. So the way I created it was it's dialogue. But it has like the slog line, which people don't may not know what slog line is. Slog line is like the setting. So like um for example, INT, the acronym stands for interior. You know, they they might be in the in the estate. So I might have said um interior, like INT dot Domin Sophia's estate dash New York. You know what I mean? Just giving the setting. That's the slog line. And then um the the action is like what is actually going on. Like um for example like they were they, they were they were they were by the living room or something on the living room table, um, you know, plotting for a heist or something. And then I have like the character names and underneath that is a dialogue. So the thing the thing I wanna ask you ladies is when when the, the beginning of the book is straight action you know I me mean? and i want to yes. know like what, what do you ladies think about that uh you uh, mocha you could go first i gotta like well, point.
3: <laughs> okay okay well um i thought i thought it was great because this time you wasted no time you went straight into the activity of what one can expect um in regards to your book um, the other thing that I loved about it, when I was reading it and I saw how it was laid out, the blueprint of it, I loved the fact that it was like a screenplay. It reminded me of a script. So when you did give those um, acronyms and you gave those um, and parentheses, and you, the reader can
4: actually visit, visualize what the setting was.
3: the places of where everyone was and went straight into the storyline. But I love the fact that you just straight went into um, action. Boom, boom, boom. No time to waste because readers have to read the book prior to this one. Yeah. yeah. Okay, you got a little more detail. It was more like, okay, but this one, we went straight into it. Let's do yeah, it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: it yeah. was that kick. <laughs>
1: yeah. What did you yeah. think about it, Andrea?
3: I agree.
0: The action, I mean, it kind of just grips you from the very beginning. And, you know, it keeps the reader's interest. So I think that's very important in any book. Um, Keeping the reader's interest, Um, the action, you're like, okay, what's going on? Mm -hmm. And you were so detailed Mm -hmm. in that, too. I like the fact that you made it in script form because now the reader has to pay attention to every slight detail, you know, where certain things might have escaped someone's attention. That doesn't happen here. You know, so the action kind of draws you in from the beginning and you're like, wait, wait, what's going on? And I loved how you kind of just, you know, didn't cut any corners, if you will. So, I really appreciated that. I think that was really, really good on your part.
1: Yeah, and I've gotten a lot from fans saying that this is easier to read because it's just like yes. you said, it's it's right there. And then, like the way I created this was, I always vision myself in the future writing for a film. You know, what I mean that's like a short term goal, and. I created this on like a di- director's perspective, you know what I mean? And like, when you, when, when you read it, like Mocha was saying, I'm creating these images in your head. Yes. You know what I mean? So now you, you, you're witnessing film, you know what I mean? Like, that's the goal. So I wanted to ask, I want to ask you something, Andre, because you have, um, you own a publishing company. Mm -hmm. Has any, um, any one of your authors written, have they written anything like this before? Something similar, script, screenplay?
0: No, no, we don't have any authors that's written anything like that as of yet. This is why it was so original. You... I haven't really seen anything like that where you've written it in screenplay form. Mm -hmm. Usually um, when you write the screenplay, it goes straight to film, Mm -hmm. you know, but to have it in book form, Mm -hmm. that hasn't been done before that I've seen. So I felt that was really original. Mm -hmm. It was.
1: (laughs) So I have a a question for Mocha. Mocha, what do you think about Dom? And then I'm going to ask you as well. (laughs)
3: <laughs> um, ooh, Dom. Oh, Dom was a character. Boy. Dom. I've met Dom in your previous book, and he was something else. He's really, <laughs> but he's smooth with it, though. You know, he. Um, what I pick up from Dom, he he loves submissiveness. I, 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 that's what I grasp from his character, mm. and even though Sophia gives him that, you know.
1: She fights him, like she gives him a She that push fights back. him, that
3: combativeness, that pushback. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He still finds a way to still be dominant, regardless, mm-hmm. you know. And with Dom, he stays true to who he is. He doesn't budge, he doesn't change, you know. So I love the way he moves. I like Dom, mm-hmm. but he could be something else. He's a character. <laughs> <laughs> He is really a character.
1: (laughs) What about you? What do you think of Dom, Dominic?
0: I absolutely love Dom's character because he's so transformative. And what I mean by that is, you know, you find out a little bit later on in the book that there's a lot more to Dom than you first let off in the first two books. So you're like, wait a second.
1: Elaborate on that.
0: Okay. Okay. (laughs) Um, When you read a little bit further on in the book, you find out that, you know, first you're seeing that Dom is this smooth character. He always seems in control. He always seems to have everything, you know, his composure is in place. Mm -hmm. However, when you get further in the book, you see cracks In Dom's composure, you see that there's another side to him and he kind of lets loose, Mm -hmm. you know, and you're like, wait a second. You don't know what to expect from him at that point. I love that because now you're getting a little bit more in depth into the character and character build up is so important. And you kind of delved into that with Dom. And I thought that was brilliant. I did.
1: Mm -hmm. So what do you Okay, What do you ladies think about. Um this triangle, it's not really like a triangle triangle um, you know, relationship or whatever, but it's a weird triangle. It's Lisa, Sophia, and Dominic. Right. And like I'll I'll tell you I'll tell I'll tell you my views on that on that. Um after you ladies say your views. And the well first of all, Lisa and Dominic don't get along. And for the fans out there who are unaware. Lisa and Sophia are best friends. So that in a way that's like a, puts in a predicament with that. So I want to know, what do you ladies feel about that? Because I, Lisa and Dom and Sophia, excuse me, are married. And Lisa's the best friend who despises Dom. Do you believe, and I'm going to ask you each this, do you believe a woman who is like a party girl who could be presumptuous I mean not presumptuous be like promiscuous, do you believe that she has business with a married woman as far as like friends and 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 engaging in like all capacities? Monka, you could go first
2: hmm. that's a great question. do I believe? A married
1: woman. Should engage in or be en- friends with
3: friends with a single woman, such as pa- Lisa.
1: Who's who's a party animal? Um perhaps she's um promiscuous. Um, yeah. um see And she does sorry to cut you off. Okay. And uh, it's okay. She doesn't she despises the husband.
2: Mm. It's really tricky because that could be. I think it's
3: a conflict of interest to a certain mm-hmm. degree, and what I mean when I say that is that that's why they say married people should hang with married people and mm-hmm. singles stay with singles because then it can cause a wedge in mm-hmm. between um, the marriage. But if they, this is the key though. They were friends before she got with Dom, or did they become friends mm-hmm. when she was with
1: Dom? They were friends before Dom. Yeah, because they they were all they were So in that school. case,
3: okay, so hold that right there. They met right. That's what I remember in the previous thing. Mm-hmm. Right. So they were in high school and they were friends, and then Sophia got married. Okay, mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. I don't see why that should change things. But because of Lisa's behaviors, I don't think she should um expose certain behaviors um in front of Sophia. Mm-hmm. Because I think it can have some sort of um bearing associated. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it can. And then Dom can look at Lisa, the friend, as you're trying you're taking my wife, but you're having her do things that's not appropriate for a woman that's married, that's in a full marriage. So that's where I think the conflict of interest comes in at. Mm-hmm. The breakdown comes in at. And that's where you're gonna get that Okay. buddy. Mm-hmm. Sort
1: of thing. So, so you're saying they should remain friends, just maybe she should watch how she is, like watch what she says about her husband? It's suppose. true. Yeah,
3: because I have friends I grew up with. They became married. So I know when I go and, and I'm single. So if I'm, if I'm going out and I'm going on a date, I'm doing this, I'm, you know, as we say, turning up or whatever. I know I, I wouldn't engage my married friends in that. Because, and I'm not saying that their marriages are not strong, or the woman is not, you know, her partnership is not strong with her husband, but it can kind of be persuasive, Mm -hmm. being in that single environment. It's kind of tricky. It's really tricky here. It's really tricky. But I don't think they should stop being friends because she was friends before she married Dom.
1: Okay. What do you think, Andrea?
0: Well... I believe it can cause a conflict of interest and it could be a problem. Um, There are many married people that are friends with single people, but um, in my experience, it always ends up being a problem when the single people want the married person to adapt to their environment. They want them to do a lot of things that they're doing. They don't understand that they have obligations to married people. It can be a problem.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: So, which is what happened later on in the book. It kind of really highlighted the fact that it became a problem. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to give too many details Mm -hmm. give that away. But But I did that purposely. I was very emotional. Okay, I'm going to just say that right now. That was a very emotional part in the book for me, Mm -hmm. personally, because it really... Kind of highlighted the fact of consequences, you know, to your actions and not listening and, you know, how certain people just are not going to vibe with the other. So I think personally, yeah, yeah. it could cause a problem.
1: Mm-hmm. But, I, I believe that they can remain friends. So, like, I, I, I take um, Mocha's side where she said they could be, remain, they, they may remain friends. However, she has to be conscious of that. She has to be conscious of, like, that's her husband. She's not leaving him. You mean? Because even though, here, here's what I believe. Even though Sophia and Lisa met prior to um, Sophia meeting Dom and them getting married, once you become husband and wife, that's like your family. Mm-hmm. And me, like, I'm big on family. I'm big on family and loyalty. So it's like, in a way, she may say, Sophia, she, she, I'm sorry. Sophia may say Lisa is family, but she's not really family. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it comes down to, it comes down to like, your husband's going to come first. Ultimately, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Your husband's going to come first. Your kids are going to come first. That's your family. That's somebody that's like your life partner. So it's like, it's like they can remain friends if Lisa acts accordingly or Sophia's checking her. You know what I mean? Like certain things you can't do around my husband, certain things, because I believe that sometimes like it's going to cause a wedge because let's say, for example, Dom and and Sophia get into an argument and that's her best friend. She's going to run to her. And most likely she's not going to give her positive advice. She's going to say, she might say stuff, oh, he, he was a dog or this, this, that. You should do this. And now she's putting planting these seeds. You know what I mean? So energy is infectious. Now mm. Sh- Shofia might go home and she might indulge. She might oblige, you know what I mean, with the things that Lisa was saying. And now it's like now Dom's getting Lisa's energy. It's like who is this woman that's in front of me being this way? That's that's another thing. So it is it is difficult, but it has to be a uh, it has to be a stamp where I feel that she has to check her. Like yo, this is not cool. You know what I mean? Like you have to have respect for my husband even when he's not here. I feel. Absolutely you know what I mean,
3: right? I was watching on um, something the other day. And um, it's called um, marry at first sight,
2: mm-hmm.
3: and I just ran into it. It was just like, okay, I need to see a few things about it. And what intrigued me was the experts that gives you advice on marriages. And it's mm-hmm. true, Your husband is first. The husband is first. Everything yeah. else is secondary. You know, so you're right. I think people need to be checked, and people should respect other
1: people's marriages. Yeah, yeah. What do you think about the whole um? Like debacle that I created with the Russian mob, the cartel. Oh God! Oh
3: man, you
1: you you starting some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you Andrea, some stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Andrea, you still with us? Um, so, what do you think?
3: Oh no, she's not
2: there.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Maybe she'll she'll come back. Um, what did you think about that?
2: Um. Wow. That involving those different
3: ethnicities
2: mm-hmm.
3: and it caused more drama. Mm-hmm. So for me, it pulled me in like a fishing hook. Mm-hmm. It pulled me in more. Yeah. But just to see how um, it was written
2: yeah. and
3: to see how, without giving too much away, mm-hmm. uh, to see how it played out
2: mm-hmm.
3: was so exciting. You, 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 you kept me intrigued.
4: Qualifying service and capable device required. Coverage is not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain planner features. Ctmobile.com.
3: I know that when people read this book, yeah. that they're going to be definitely intrigued. And I think it was dope. I think yeah. it was the cherry on top of the um cake. I, love, <laughs> I, I,
1: I loved creating. I loved uh, being able to create dulce. Um Dulce oh, yes, is Deuce, like yes. yeah. Dulce is second in command in, in her father's illustrious ruthless cartel. And I, I'm big on empowering women. Um but not at the expense of emasculating men. I want to make mm-hmm. that perfectly clear. Because like I'm big on like women um women empowerment and women power and stuff. But I always believe that when you're with like a strong man, you should be submissive to him. And these are just my this is how my ideology works. These are just solely my opinions. Um but a woman can be strong outside of her relationship and in her relationship she could be different. This is what I believe. So when I create Dulce, she's this like ruthless, dominant alpha female. Yeah. But the way she is with Dom is like, mm, you know what I mean. She's well, more, yeah, she, to an extent. Uh, to an yeah, extent, yeah, to an extent. Right, you're right. You know what I mean. To an extent. Yeah. But
3: you see more of a um, more of a calmness to her when it comes to Dom. So I don't think I, I think the word submissive is maybe a little strong because she's still who she is. Yes that it you know, you can tell with her character she's aggressive, she stands her ground. But when it comes to Dom, she still kinda like gives in, like or goes with the flow that he says. Yes. Because of the respect that she has for him.
1: But I felt like she kinda did something with that encounter with Sophia. Yes yeah, she at the salon. Yes, yeah, she some yeah she, <laughs> Where she yeah. You know what I mean? She kinda was Threatening her a little bit,
3: you know what I mean. And was it like a passive aggressive? Would you say like a like a definitely sort of dialogue? Definitely. Like a um,
1: absolutely, yeah. absolutely, yeah. And I wanted to I wanted to display that because Duce and Sophia they may be pardon me Duce mm-hmm. and Sophia are both dominant alpha females. However, that in that that encounter. What I wanted to create was. You mean they're, they're similar with perhaps like personalities, but not similar, if that makes sense? You know what I mean? So they
3: have like similar traits.
1: Similar traits, but not yeah, similar. Well, I, For example, when she says, you, you know, we're not in the same league, you mean because <laughs> she's threatening to like punch her in the face or whatever? We're not in the same league. So that right there, I wanted to add because it's like, it's it's great for me to see how these two women are going to, like, It's now it's like a first encounter without anybody else being around. Estrella being around, Dom, her father, whatever it is, it's just them two. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So what I created with this is I made sure, like, these characters, they don't lose sight of who they are. You know what I mean? And like yeah. you you witness different things like um predicaments or whatever where you will wit you will see someone transition, you will see someone maybe like a Dominic lose his cool because mm-hmm. now he's in a situation mm-hmm. where he may no longer be in control. You know what I mean? So and he's I used love- to
3: being in control. He's used yeah. to being in control. Yeah. So imagine yeah. that. So when it's always in control now. Mm-hmm.
2: You're not in control.
1: What do you do? You lose it. Yeah, you know, you don't know what's going on. You're trying to get that control back. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, man, I I love this. I think this was like one of my greatest books I've written ever. Well, not ever, because I'm still not. I'm still like back and forth with if I'm going to continue writing books. You know what I mean? The vision is film writing, but. You know, I I may not, I may not be opposed to writing another book. Maybe if it's like, like a book deal or something like that.
2: Right.
1: You know what I mean. But right now, like I'm focused on the podcasting, focused on this, this, that, and then it's like I'm I'm witness, I'm envisioning like film, you know, in the future. Yeah.
3: Well, let me tell you from this book, the Way to the Blueprints, I definitely get some vibes from this. Um, this would be so easy if someone wanted to take your story here, which is they're still unfinished business mm-hmm. with this. I think they would be, it would be so easy. They wouldn't even have to write anything out. They can just take it straight from your book mm-hmm. the same way the layout is and just
1: go with it. All you yeah. would
3: have to do is audition process. Maybe
1: tweak, yeah, maybe tweak it a little yeah, bit. Yeah,
3: tweak it a little bit, just a little bit. But it's kind of like fine tune it a little bit, but it's drivable. Yeah, yeah
1: absolutely. this is really
3: good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, so great
1: job. Yeah, thank you, thank you.
3: Congratulations to you on um your success. You you you're so inspiring, whether you know it or not. Um, this is definitely inspiring.
1: Thank you, thank you. Appreciate yeah, but this is
3: number what, and it's number seven. Seven,
1: yes. Seven, number seven. Yes. There it is. All right, so I just want to thank you for um for coming on and um you know I me mean? oh, going on for, for having this. Me. I yes. also want to thank you for being um a model on the cover. Oh
3: yes and thank you so much. I love the um the um photography. And shout out to the photographer. She's so sweet. Yeah yes. shout out to
2: thank Alicia. you and
3: yeah. Alicia thank you so much and, mm-hmm. and E L discipline I just want to say thank you so much for allowing me in your space to be able to bring your um your visual to light and because of the photography, thoughts of the photo shoot and everything. it's just such
1: a great. Thank you. Thank great, you for being great, a part great, of it. Great time. Thank,
2: Thank
3: you. for being a
1: part of it. Yeah. All right. So ladies and gentlemen, um, if you haven't purchased, there's still unfinished business. Like I yes. stated earlier, go get it. Don't be the only one that doesn't have the book. Okay. Can
0: you hear me? Yes. Okay, let's try this
1: again.: <laughs> All right, so um what I was asking Mocha is, um, what did she think about the Russian, the the Colombian cartel? Like what did you think about that? You know what I mean because it's like it's like every you, you read all three books, so <laughs> you already know I'm constantly putting these characters in a bind. Yes. like I'm not, I'm not making it easy for them.
0: Yes. Yes. And you definitely didn't make it easy this time. I think you kind of, you know, went to the next level with this. It was intense. That's a definite word that I could give it. It was intense. Um, I was interested to see like what was going to happen next, you know, as far as Dom lives were at stake You know, and things got a little bit more risky this time, too. It seemed like he wasn't able to get out,
2: you know, as smoothly as he was in the first two books. So, yeah, that was that was pretty intense.
1: So, like the character Dulce, what do you think about her? Dulce. Because there was a there was a great encounter for the first time. I kind of put Dulce and Sophia face-to-face. Dom wasn't around, Estella, you know, her father. And it's like, remember that, uh, what was it? It was like the salon scene. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: um, I felt that you definitely felt the tension between these two. You had two different backgrounds here and you elaborated that really well. Um, the first time they kind of confronted each other, it was like, okay, all right, what's about to happen? You know, you're thinking they're probably going to start, you know, throwing hands or something. But Deuce was very, she was very poised yet dangerous. And you had Sophia who was gangster and she was like, what? You know, so I thought that was really good. I thought that was really good how you put those two together and you saw, you know, the differences and similarities. So.
1: Yeah, yeah. because to me, these two women have strong personalities, like they're dominant in their day to day life. Mm -hmm. And it's like, in a way, they're both kind of submissive to dominant to an extent. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Not like Estrella is, but they're both, you know, they yield to him to a degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So for them to both, you know, now are face to face, and it's like I wanted to like kinda scare the audience.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> try to I'm kinda be like job.
1: They're trying to be like, yo, what's gonna happen right now? Like mm-hmm. this woman is is a lieutenant in the cartel, and we all know how hothead Sophia is. Yes. <laughs> you know I me mean? from the other books. So it's like what's going to happen? What's going to go down? You know? So I thought that was very, um, I thought it was very interesting to create that scene. And I kind of just like, I kind of just put my mind in these alpha females minds and just would just think like, how would, how would these women really interact with each other? If it that was, was what it was, you know what I mean? And it's like, I feel like it's not an easy task. For, for for like a male to do you know what I'm saying and right. f- like I felt like I, I did a really great job with that
0: you did an excellent job because no that is not easy and it's amazing how you portrayed the female characters so well you know I was really into it and I really wanted to see the scene between Deuce and Sophia, but there was also a, a scene between her and Estrella as well. Yes. So I was like, okay, but what really got me was the first time you introduced her
2: mm-hmm.
0: in this book, she kind of separated Dom from Sophia and Estrella.
2: Yes.
0: She separated them. And it's like, okay, automatically you knew all right, you know I'm the alpha female here. Yes. I'm about to have him to myself, so that's like okay. That was really interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah, I
0: love
1: that. And um, I look at it like with these females all kind of just if you notice, Dom is like the center.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like I'm, my, and and this brings me to my next question, without giving too much away. What do you think about Alexis?
2: Ah, <laughs> oh, without giving
0: Cause, too much away,
1: because because all these women are different, different personalities, different mm-hmm. races.
2: Yeah,
1: you know what I mean. Like I didn't just all make them all like black or African American or Latina. You know what I mean? Like they're all different, different personalities, different races. So yes, to me, it's like, what do you think about Alexis? That's my question well,
0: very unpredictable, very unpredictable because I thought I'm gonna just put it this way, I thought I had Alexis' character down pat, and then there are different different things that happen that make you like, okay, wow, so yeah, all I can I- say about Alexis.
1: I like doing that. I like doing that to to the fans because you
0: did it good.
1: Because fans will will think they got it, like I got it, I figured it out, and then what? Something new comes. (laughs) Yeah, that's unpredictable. It's it's, it's almost like punching them in the mouth. You know what I mean?
0: You did that because I was very surprised. Um, Alexis, she's very strong, um, very assertive. You know, she definitely had an interest in Dom. You know, so I'm like, but it didn't look like Dom really had much of an interest in her, in my opinion. I'm like, okay. But then again, you know, you see the different things that's going on and it's like Alexis. Yeah. So
1: My thing is, I created all these women to be strong and independent and you know what I mean, have prominent um roles and jobs in like society. And but you see the difference. When it's like they're in a relationship or they're with their like Dom for a se, because he's he's pretty much like the main male character, like there's other male characters in there, but we don't we don't see a a a, a view of everyone else, like an overview of everyone else, it's but Dom like the eagle eye is on Dom right. you know constantly, so it's like all these women. Who are strong gravitate towards him. And it's almost like, it's almost like he got them wrapped around his finger in a way. <laughs> you know what I mean? To yes. an extent. You know? And I love creating that because, like, my mind, the way my ideology is, is I believe women can be strong, but submissive in the household. You know what I mean? Like, this is what I believe. And, I believe women can be more than one thing versus men versus men being more than one thing in like that specific circumstance. Right. You know what I mean? As far as being submissive and, 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 and being dominant and whatever. Because women women to me, I believe like women is the only gender in the world who could be physically transformative. They could wear heels, they could wear sneakers, they could wear dresses, they could wear jeans, they could wear um, nurses' outfits, whatever, paint their nails, wigs, whatever it is, makeup, and still be viewed as women. <laughs> but if men do that,
0: <laughs> you have they're, not a point men. they're
1: no longer men. You know what I'm saying? That's
0: true. That's true. You have a point there. You know, and you did that saying,
1: well. I'm not saying it's, it's, you know, I would want that. You know what I mean, I hate seeing <laughs> men dressed like women, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, I'm just trying to prove a point. Like women can kind of be what they want to be and still be viewed as women, even if they're wearing a business suit. That's
2: true. You
1: know what I'm saying? So like,
2: that's,
1: that's what I created with these women where it's like you, you could have the the police officer you could have the attorney you could have the um the entrepreneur the ceo you know what i mean the submissive and and there are all these things
0: mm-hmm. yeah absolutely right and you did that so well you could see the different layers in each of the ladies you know um even in my favorite character Estrella. Mm-hmm. you know she you see her strength but you see that beauty in the submission to Dom. You see their love, but then you see the relationship between him and Sophia as well.
1: That's you still was, love That's what I was about to ask you, because even though your favorite character is this day, how do how do you feel about Sophia? How does she make you feel?
0: Sophia is so in your face. You know, she's very aggressive. She's, She's tough. She's like this this warrior queen, you know, so you respect her and you love her strength. But then there's times where it's like she's so hot headed. She's not listening. She's too emotional and she's kind of just going forward. And as you find out later in the book, there's consequences Mm -hmm. to that. And things get really emotional because of that. So even though I still love Sophia because I love seeing her strength, her drive. It's like, she don't care, you know, but she doesn't listen.
1: I, you feel, know? I feel that if, if like, that's her Achilles heel, her emotions. I feel that if she controlled her emotions and she was a little bit more cerebral, she'd be better than Dom. Mm. You know what I mean? Cause, yeah. cause she's, she is my favorite character. I mean, I, I gave her many, I gave her many more layers than Dom in a way, you know, but kind of put her in like a female version, whereas the exception is her emotions. You know what I'm saying? It's like, she could be cerebral if she wanted to. And it's like, she's constantly underestimated because she is intelligent, even though she is hood. It's true. You know what I mean? Even though she is 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 um aggressive, she can be intelligent, but it's that it's that level of calmness that she fights. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, she's very she has this shield that protects her emotions, you know, at times. And I noticed that. It's like you don't really get to see it too often, but there are times where it's like, oh wow. You know, and she's like, you know, never mind. You didn't see anything. It's like she quickly covers it up, but it's there. Mm-hmm. It's there, and it's beautiful how Estrella is kind of like the peace between her and Dom, you know, and kind of brings them together. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's beautiful how they work. They all three work together.
1: It's and like, kinda it's, just, it's almost, sorry to cut you off.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's almost like, um like strange bedfellows in a way. Yeah. And I did, and I did it, I did it that way. I did it that way because it's like, normally like if people don't know what like strange bedfellows, it's, it's kind of like an unlikely alliance. It could be temporary for like accomplishing one goal (laughs) or you put them in the same predicament like I did. And now they have to team up to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I feel that with with Sophia, you know, it's like she, you know, with the, with her, you got to roll with the punches. It's almost mm-hmm. like she's just so combative, but competitive also. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. remember when they went to that house and she's like, oh, "I'm a better shooter than you." Oh yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And the the, the race with the Ferraris. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's it's she's constantly like challenging and, and whatnot, but I created her to be like the ultimate um alpha female.
2: Mm.
1: You know what I mean? And and right. Dom the ultimate alpha male, where they're bumping heads, but like when it comes down to business, they're like on the same page. Right, they're a team. Yeah, you it's like working that way. Yeah. Because you could trust there's people who trust people in all ways, and there's people who trust people in some ways.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I mean? And it's like Sophia may trust, may not trust Dom to um, oh, check, check Dulce or whatever. Right, check her. But if it comes down to like protecting the family or whatever it is, she may trust him in that. You know, where she may yes. not trust him in the the loving husband. You know what I mean? Anymore. But she trusts him in different circumstances. And he, and, and I'm sure like the way I created it, he feels the same way with her.
4: Yes. You know what I mean?
1: And it's like, it's like the way, the way I did this, right? It's like two lions, two lions, one lion can be killed Um, or have like severe injuries from like 10 hyenas or 15 hyenas, but two lions, two dominant lions is too much for 15 hyenas. You know, they may not kill all of them, but it's too much. And that's the power. That I created with the two of them you know what I mean it is like there's there's a scene in there where she's like we're going against cartel Russians blah 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 and he's 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 like or oh, I think she said it well they don't know who they're messing with like they're the ones that should be afraid because they don't know who they're messing with
2: right yeah. <laughs> exactly. She she was very
0: fearless in this, but Dom always remains the level-headed one, at least most yeah. of the time.
1: And and you have to have that balance. Because it's like, what if, <laughs> what if there was two hotheads? You oh, know what I mean? Like, it wouldn't if, work. Yeah. Because then you <laughs> both be making work. mistakes all day long. Exactly.
0: Exactly. So and we- it, you mentioned it several times in the book. Sophia acknowledges that Dom is kind of like her balance. That's one of the things she loves about him so much. Mm. He can handle her. Mm-hmm. He knows how to handle her. And she knows not just anybody can.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So that's what makes their dynamic so wonderful yeah. to watch and see. It's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, so mm-hmm.
3: I yeah, love that. Definitely. I love that.
1: Definitely, definitely. Things get heated, heated as, um, um, Things get involved, and, and this what comes out to like the um the synopsis in the back where I have um it says um let me just read a little bit of this um I'm back with another thriller there's still unfinished business the trilogy in the Stuck Between Two Different Worlds book series this is an intense uh, mysterious suspenseful jaw dropping page turnover masterpiece however. Before diving into this book, you must be aware of some things. First, you can't play with the devil and expect things to never get hot. If you sell your soul to the devil, he will always come back to collect. Second, the game is rigged, but you can't lose if you don't play. When you're in a lose-lose situation, the wrong move will have you paying the price. The right move doesn't always mean the right decision. When principles are involved, the consequences now come with massive interest. These repercussions will leave you with unfinished business. And last but not least, there's a new game, but the rules haven't changed. When the tables turn, sometimes you must play the only chips you have. Cash those chips in at the right time. But the wrong place, it no longer becomes business. Things become all the way personal. So (laughs) with the synapses, it kind of gives you a little intake of what or insight of what the book is going to be about and 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 everything in that that i read is in there yeah you know I me mean? the, ro- the yeah. right place the, the the right place at the wrong time the um the things becoming personal you understand because it's like one th- one thing i loved was making a man who's always in control not have control Okay, okay. Can you hear me? Yes.
2: Okay.
1: All right, so... What I do on my show is I always have, like, final thoughts. And, um... What are your final thoughts pertaining to this book, this story, this screenplay, um, slash script?
2: Final thoughts. Okay.
0: Well, my final thoughts... Uh, this, book, this book is very, very climactic. You know, um, it's different. The fact that it's written in script form is, you know, it's very intriguing. And that right there is going to attract a lot of readers. I feel that when individuals read this book, it's really going to break down the whole catalyst of the stuck between two different world series. Mm. This kind of really breaks it all down for you. You do have to read the first two books because you're really going to be lost. Mm -hmm. So I feel that this book, you really explained a lot of different things about the characters. You got a lot more in depth as far as um, history and background. And you really kind of gave an eye opener to the emotions that everyone was feeling and you just laid it all out for individuals. So I think that people who read this book, they're really going to get an eye-opening experience as mm-hmm. to the series as a whole. And it really, really kind of... Um, it's going to just really blow your mind. Yeah. That's
2: my final
1: thoughts. Those are good final thoughts. Well, my final thoughts are um, simple. I'm the best author in the world. That's <laughs> one, of my final, one of my final thoughts. Secondly is... I created this as to be used in like everyday life, as far as the mentality of, for every action, there's a reaction. You know what I mean. And this goes back to like you said, them have having to go back to read the first book in the series because if something doesn't happen, we don't get to this point. You mean? And it could have been stopped. You understand? So consequences are a thing. You know what I mean? And like, you know, we, this is a, this has to be like a perpetual mindset for people. And when they read this book, they will realize that it is right. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's like the law of attraction. It's the law of the land. It's the law of the universe where it's like karma. Some people believe in karma that's what that is. You know what I mean? So it's like the type of energy you put out there is the type of energy you're going to receive. You may be able to dock and dodge it for like, you know, a little bit of time, but maybe your kids will get it. You know, maybe something, a family member, whatever it is, it may not be you, but it's going to affect you some way. You know what I mean? So for every, for every action, there's a reaction. You know what I mean? Those are my final thoughts. Excellent. So I just want to thank you for being the guest on uh, um, we the book, we dissected everything. I just to thank you for um, coming here and everything that is. It's good to see um, you flourish and, and, and where you're going with your business and everything like that. Um, and keep pushing.
0: Thank you. you know Thank I mean? you so much.
1: So, ladies and gentlemen, you were tuned in to the Discipline Therapy podcast. If you haven't gotten one, get it. You're going to be the only one left out. Peace.